monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. You look repulsed because... Uh, well, you're the... like picking... Well, it's because the the, okay, wait, the this... pop filter on my microphone has hair on it and I'm trying to pick it all off. It's so gross. I hate hair. Loose I know. Hair. Well, that's why I'm trying to clean it off. Well, you couldn't have done it before we well, started Well, I didn't notice recording. it before we started recording. It was under my... The whole microphone system's been under my desk. I don't have a lot of real estate in this office. It's a tiny room. Okay. Well, we're a, a day late, a buck short... We're more than a day late. We're like two months late. This podcast was supposed to go up in what, like May? Are we that late? I thought it was just June. That can't be true. I it could be. I could look it up. I thought we were being pretty good about being on the ball. The last episode ball. was Happiness of the Catacuries and it went up. This was supposed to be March. This was supposed to be at the oh, end of April. So April, May, and June. <laughs> and now it's July. Yeah. Well, anyway, this podcast will hopefully make up for that. <clears throat> it's been a busy time. I can't believe it's been that long since we've recorded. Well, it took us a while to watch the movie, and then we had to watch it in two goes. Because Joey didn't like the first one I picked. Oh, yeah, we were go- That's right. We were going to watch a... To- we didn't even watch the movie we said we were going to watch. Yeah. So, I had picked <laughs> Old. Old by M. Night Shyamalan because we had never done an M. Night Shyamalan, and I chose the and, newest one. Yeah, and somebody once told me that the beach was going to old me. And... Joey and I started this movie. He decided that he was a big wussy pants and couldn't finish. Fifteen the movie. minutes in, I was like, "This is too upsetting. I'm not. I don't have the right headspace for this." I was very much in a like musical theater up, chill, like having a good time. Well, to you, since having kids, you cannot handle yeah. kid shit in any kind of movie. Which makes the choice of what we did instead very ironic. But no, okay, I have a reason for choosing it. So, so I. then I changed my mind to the visit because I'd seen it a couple times before. I remember liking it. I wanted Joey to see it. And I don't care what happens to teenagers. But I think it's because in this movie, the children they're not just victims. They have agency agency. over what is happening to them. They're problem solvers. So I think that there was a big, big difference. A couple of big differences. One, the kids were much younger and old. Two, the backdrop of the horrific stuff that's about to happen to them is them going through the painful divorce of their parents, which was just bumming me out. Like, there's a scene where the little girl's, like, covering her little brother's ears. And They're, I was like, like holding I each I other. I don't watch this at all. And, and I, I, I also, understand, yeah. And I also, like, I looked up the spoiler of the plot for old, just when, like, is this going to end? I knew it was going to end poorly. But I also, I also knew enough about the visit that I was like, I'm almost positive that these stupid teenagers survive. So I was like, yeah, we can watch this. We can watch these teenagers. And it was also, like, funny, and old didn't strike me as a comedy. So I watched. This is hilarious. I watched old on my own, and I really liked it. I yeah, quick little <laughs> review. I thought it was really good. It was definitely more suspense thriller than horror. That's what even, Shyamalan does. Though. Even like less horror than his other movies. I don't know that I can think of a single like straight up horror movie that he has made. I mean, I, I guess The Sixth Sense has ghosts in it. Yeah, that was freaking terrifying. <laughs> And Signs is terrifying. 
I haven't seen Signs since high school, so I won't comment too much on that. But suffice to say that in high school, I hated Signs. Did I thought you? It was, I fucking loathed that movie. I Why? hated it. I thought it was insipid and boring. Okay, but just mean? like stupid. But it was convinced that it was profound and brilliant. Now, I was a very pretentious, annoying film geek teenager. It's entirely possible that I was an asshole, and it's actually a hell of a lot of fun. But at the time, I was just like, fuck everything about this movie. So, I... Wait, I think I have got sidetracked by old, but I was talking about old. It doesn't matter, really, because we're not even talking about it. But one of the reviews of old that I read was that someone was, like, shitting on the acting in old. And I really liked the acting in old. I thought all the characters were really good and well fleshed out even though you some of them you don't get a lot of time with but going back to signs i've rewatched signs recently i went down m night Shyamalan hole after old and visit and stuff and i liked signs better on a rewatch than mm. i did at the time i think that a lot of people sometimes shit on the acting in Shyamalan movies because they're idiots and they don't really understand that he's a really good filmmaker who's not going for like he's not going for realism he's not going for like this realistic thing he's he's it's a very stylized film they are like, stylized and the, the dialogue and the way it's written is very stylized it's not really a normal way people talk no that's what but but, um, the, is... but everyone in signs is very good and they carry the movie very well and i realizing m night Shyamalan's use of humor in movies is really well done and very subtle in signs particularly but i i really enjoy these like little subtle moments of humor that he has in his movies the visit has many of them we'll get into that yeah i, I think he's an extraordinarily talented i want to go back i want to rewatch six cents because i haven't seen it in a long time we're in july now i'm still my number one movie of the year that i've seen so far is knock at the cabin which I think is the best M. Night Shyamalan movie I've seen. I absolutely adore I loved it. It was so... so and I was expecting to think it would be fun. And I left the theater being like, that movie just blew me away. I loved everyone in Knock at the Cabin. I was a little bit more lukewarm on it. I don't know if I was just in a weird headspace when I was watching it. It didn't hold my attention. Yeah, I was really surprised when you told me that. Because I was like, that's unusual that I will like... Yeah, be floored by this kind of like modern horror movie, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, it was fine." It just didn't hold my attention. I loved everyone in it, but maybe oh. I just need to give it a rewatch. I, I was like literally on the edge of my seat. I was so tense. It makes me want to rewatch. Um, what was that? The Village. That's my second favorite in my show. Uh, it's a lot of I love a lot movie. of people hate it, um, but I remember liking it. But it seems that every time I've rewatched an M Night Shyamalan movie, I've liked it better as an adult. So maybe yeah. I should go back to some of these other ones too. Yeah, I mean, I should probably rewatch um, fucking Signs because yeah. I, I bet you it's good. But I'm like, also more as an adult. I'm more into sci-fi, so probably in high school, I'm more into like horror horror like ghosts and shit not like mm -hmm. aliens aliens is more sci-fi yeah. to me so i'm more into sci-fi a lot of stuff that as a that i've like hated for years that have like been a part of my personality but joey hates this thing i've kind of gotten to the point where i no longer remember why i hated some of these things so i'm like i guess i should probably watch them again because i'm an adult now and it's it is very different. likely like if i don't remember why i didn't like something it's probably that i'm now hating it out of inertia like, for yeah. years, you've listened to me say how much I hate Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah. I cannot for the life of you remember, life of me remember why I don't like Sandra Bullock. And then the last, like, three times I saw Sandra Bullock, I was like, she's very charming. I don't know why yeah. I'm mad at this lady. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't... I, I suspect 
that it was a case of I'm a big jerk who lacked interesting personality traits and thought that he would just have opinion like take on affectations and opinions in place of personality. I don't think you actually did that, Joey. I think you did have reasons for a lot of your But things. I think I would double the fuck down on all yes, my opinions because I was like, no, I am interesting. Like there are there are movies that I've had people say to me like, "Really? You don't like that movie?" I'm like, "No, I hate it." And then I think about it, I go, "I don't remember why I hate it though." So maybe I'll watch it again and be like, "No, okay, I still don't like this movie, but I'm not so precious about my opinions now, even though this podcast is like documented evidence that that is not the case. <laughs> but uh, we shall see, because I have some opinions about this movie, The Visit. First of all, I want to say I have not seen the poster. Can you go no. back to the poster? In a second. In a very long time. I forgot how much I love the poster. It's like a cross-stitch um, Grandma's Rules with a little house, um, like cross-stitch style. It's very cute. Oh, and there's another poster. I don't like that one as much. Oh, yeah, that one sucks. There's like a poster. There's an even worse one from the trailer. It's like brutal. It makes it look like a totally different movie. Yeah, this, the poster is just like shadows of a tree and the old people. Yeah, it's this is one that makes it look like a scary movie. And this the, the macrame or the cross-stitch one is one that makes it look like totally sells the movie that it is. This movie does not take itself too seriously at all, which is something I really appreciate. Um, but we should play the trailer. Yes, we should. Every day it's getting close. Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl. Uh, Stop, both of you. Hi, Mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys. Mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9.30? 9.30. What is that? It's 10.47. We think there's someone outside the door. was that? I think Nana's not feeling well. Grandmother is fine. It's like somebody talking in their sleep. What's he doing? They're weird during the day. I was just cleaning it. And even weirder at night? Mom, there's something wrong with Nana and Pop Pop. They're just old. Bear with it for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, are you okay? They're hiding something. It's just the end of your trip. I'm sad it's all over. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Let's make it a perfect night. What is that? Mom, you need to come right now. Would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? Take two. Nicole started talking about her lungs, and I was like, I've already hit record, love. 
What? Well, I didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. Well, you got you got to watch you got to watch the console. I don't like watching. You got to watch it. the the waveforms. I don't like watching the waveforms. It makes me very self conscious. Well, you of, can't like, see your voice. No, but like it makes me of the time. Voice. Like oh my god, we're at twelve minutes already. We haven't even started talking about the movie. That's how you know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> we've talked about like Some, four other movies. Sometimes we're like at twelve minutes and we're like oh my god, we're done the podcast. That's because I usually pick movies that don't lend themselves to a podcast. Then why would you pick them? Because I want to watch them. Well, we can still watch movies together. But we don't. That's why we do this podcast. That's we true. never watch movies together. Because right. it's always like, you, have, you feel like watching a movie? And if we both feel like watching a movie, it's rare that we feel like watching the same kind of movie. Yeah. We are very good at being alone in the same room together. It's kind of my favorite thing in the world. Oh, that's my Just favorite Just to hang thing out with too. you while you're watching some ludicrous true crime horse fuckery and I'm... Oh, I'm sorry. I crash your foot? Yeah. Let's talk about The Visit. 2015. Okay, that boggles my mind. I think it came out in 2015. It's almost 10 years old. It feels older. No, it feels newer. I, I could swear this just came out. So it's actually 13 years old. N- no, 2015. It's 2023 now. That's eight oh. years. Jesus Never mind. God almighty. Never mind. Okay. Let's, uh. so anyway, it was uh, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Starring Olivia de Jong, Ed Oxenbold, Deanna Dunnigan, Peter McRoby, and Catherine Hahn. I love Catherine Hahn. I'd let her kill me. I also love Catherine Hahn. Would you let her kill you? I don't know why you say this. I know you... I just... Mm. <laughs> Should I describe the plot? Yeah. I'm not going to... Uh, the question becomes now, do we spoil the ending? But I guess we're probably going to have to. So if you haven't seen this movie, you've had eight years. Get on it, people. So the, the plot concerns siblings Becca and Tyler... Uh, who are going for a five-day visit to meet their grandparents for the first time while their mom, Loretta, goes on a cruise with her boyfriend. Uh, they learn... Also, it's a found footage movie, and it's presented in the form of a documentary film that uh, Becca is making about this meeting of her grandparents for the first time and the fact that they haven't spoken to their mother... Since or, she was yeah, a teenager. Since she was a teenager and left home. Yeah, so and, she's wanting to make this documentary because her mom has never really talked about the specifics Explain what of happened. what happened. And the, also the fact that, like, their mom left their grandparents, never speaking to them again because she wanted to marry some guy. She then married the guy, had these two kids, and then their dad left. Yes. So they're, the kids are dealing with that their dad yeah. abandoned them as yes, well. exactly. Did they mention, it's been a while since we watched this, did they mention how long ago the dad had left? It seems pretty recent. Relatively, like yeah, I would it seems say, like fresh a year in the last couple of years. Because yeah. the mom is already dating someone, right? Um, and going on a cruise with him, but it's she seems to be. It seems to be kind of new. Yeah, and the circumstances of their father leaving, like, I feels like it's probably within the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, and the reason her parents were mad, I didn't catch this in the movie. I'm reading the Wikipedia oh. article now. Is that. The reason the parents did not approve of this gentleman, boy. the boy, is that it was the daughter, the mother, it was her high school teacher. Oh. Yeah, so Because I remember in the movie thinking, like, I don't understand why they were so against her, but now I remember. Oh, that's why. Because that's fucked. Don't do that. I wouldn't let my daughter marry her high school teacher. Yeah, For no. God's sakes, my daughter's only 18 months old. What the hell, high school teacher? Okay. You freak. Um, so yeah, I love, I, first of all, I love found footage horror movies. So do I. It's one of my favorite genres, subgenres of the, of horror. You can get, you can, they, uh, I can't even talk because I'm so excited about it. They just like can do so much with so little and 
really, really effective horror and creepy shit in found footage. No doubt. And I like, and I particularly like the um, the conceit of this one, this documentary film. And I also really like that M. Night Shyamalan is such a good filmmaker. A lot of times found footage horror movies are fun, but like they're done because I sometimes feel like, yeah, this was kind of done this way because the director wasn't very good at filming things and this gave them an excuse for having the movie look like shit. There's a bunch of dog shit found yeah. footage. But, but this one, yeah. like they cheat the found footage concept a bunch just so that they can have interesting shots and have stuff that if you think about it for a second, you're like, okay, that maybe doesn't 100% make sense with the fact that it's found footage, but who cares because it's rad and it's really well done. Mm-hmm. That I would take that 10 times out of 10 rather than like the slavish devotion to the found footage format. This yes. is so much better. This was like a well, cor- like a, you never think of the cinematography in a found footage movie, but this one was really good. Yeah, it was. The cinematography was great. Yeah, and I love the <clears throat> um, the siblings Becca and Tyler. Their dynamic is really fun yes. and funny. Like Tyler is this fourteen year old little white dude who like keeps rapping, and he adds like "ho" at the end of all of his raps. It's very, um, very charming. I really loved it. You can continue. Did with your you book know report. that the two kids were both Australian? No, I did not. Yeah, me neither. Good acting. Anyway, uh, so yes, they meet their grandparents, and they discover they are told a few rules, such as never to go into the basement because it contains mold, and that it, bedtime is at nine thirty every night. At after which point they should never leave their room. So those are the rules, and it's, as things are starting off, the grandparents seem like you know they call them Nana and Pop Nana Pop and Pop Pop. Nice, uh, just chill grandparents they seem totally cool and things start to slowly become a little bit odd like um becca goes downstairs and sees her grandmother barfing all over the it was floor after 9 30 yeah, she wanted to get a drink of water uh or sneak playing. a cookie she yeah. wanted to sneak one of the, the nana's yeah. cookies and she's talking to the camera being like mom i'm sneaking a cookie like i'm imagining you might have done when you were a kid and then nana walks into shot and just projectile vomits on the floor it's kind of funny They're, it's very funny it's played for laughs like it's not i don't think that part was meant a lot of the scares in this movie i liked because i don't think that they're expected to be all that scary they're mostly like they're kind of weird but they're mostly like funny a lot of them mm-hmm. are laughs to me um they're playing hide and seek at one point and then it chases them under the house which you were so funny you were freaking out i know this is like my third like, time seeing this movie and i'm still like oh my god it's like it's the way she crawling. moved yeah but it's fucking scary <laughs> the way scary she moves <laughs> it's very funny my favorite being tyler finding a pile of dirty diapers in a shed pop up pop up shits himself and then hides, hides his diapers, the diapers in, in the a shed, shed. <laughs> which <laughs> which you know Maybe when we get to the twist, I can explain why that part is such a funny joke, but also kind of ludicrously stupid. Oh, also, so Tyler's thing since their dad left is um, he's like really afraid of germs and he's very germophobic. And he has this monologue talking about how he blames himself for their dad leaving because he fucked up a tackle at a football game. Yeah. And then that's one of the, yeah. And then when Becca points out that that's kind of stupid, he's like, "Well, it's dumb if you say it like that." But like, yeah. they each blame themselves for their dad leaving. Like Becca's thing is she can't look in the mirror, she can't look at herself in the eyes because mm-hmm. she believes it's her fault that their dad left. So they each have their little like quirks. Yes. Around sure their do. dad. Um. I f- yeah, we'll just keep going. Um. Basically, it just things just keep ratcheting up. More and more weird things keep happening. They start trying to like. They eventually agree to like try to catch them, film their grandparents doing weird stuff overnight. Um, 
somebody from the the psychiatric hospital that their grandparents used to volunteer at comes by um, to drop off a cobbler, and they don't really see a whole bunch. Anyway, the this things continue to ratchet up. Things get more and more weird and unsettling and creepy. Nana asks uh, Becca to climb into the oven a couple of times to, to clean, clean it, it, very much in a uh, a, a Hansel and Gretel kind of a situation. Yeah, there's there's a few really like well done creepy. First of all, I want to say that this movie is very problematic in how it, it. how it portrays old people so, and yeah. and mental illness. The twist comes. Now, here's the issue. The twist is a great twist, kind of. It's half a great twist and half of a huge swing and a miss. Ultimately, the grandparents have gone fully freaky and creepy and weird, and they get their mom on Skype, and they're like, yo, you need to come pick us up right now. Papa was, like, putting a shotgun in his mouth. Things escalated very quickly. That was creepy, the shotgun yeah, scene. Yeah, that was creepy, but it was kind of like, it was more just like, Jesus, that kind of came out of nowhere, because it, it went from, like, subtly weird to, like, I dis- Jesus, God no, almighty. No, I disagree. The weirdness was building up to a point. It, it makes, got worse. It has a bit of a jump, in my opinion. But yeah, it did get worse, but it I felt it got escalated a little fast. But anyway... They show their mother, well, where's your grandma and grandpa? And they show out the window, their grandma and grandpa standing there. And she's like, where are grandma and grandpa? She's like, what do you mean? That's the Kids, I have never seen those people in my life. She's like, they are not your those grandparents. Those are not your grandparents. And like, so that's already, when my heart like what a great dropped. Twist. I, I for, you know, when I was just so into watching this movie at the time that I forgot that Shaman is known for his twists. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was like, holy shit, of course there's a twist. Yeah. Oh my God, I like lost my mind when I first saw this. And it's a great twist <coughs> for about 10 minutes. And then the second, so the thing is, so who are they if they're not their grandparents? They are escaped mental patients from the <laughs> psychiatric hospital that their real grandparents volunteer at who have murdered the real grandparents and stuck them in the basement, which is what explains the Because they wanted mold. to be grandparents. Because the woman had drowned her children when they were little. To and be I'll, with the fairies. To be with the fairies. So she never got to have grandkids because she murdered her own children. And then the creepy, the crazy guy was like, well, I'll give her some grandkids for a week. Yeah. So, Okay. That's fucked. This whole movie basically is just like, first it's just like, aren't old people gross? Yeah. And then it's, aren't crazy people fucking weird? And it's like, what the fuck? And so, it's it goes against most of my principles to yes. tell you how to fix a movie. But this goes from a three-star movie to a five-star movie by making one change. They're not escaped mental patients. They are werewolves. <laughs> or aliens. Whatever. But no, if... If the oh twist was that they were werewolves and that's why they weren't supposed to come out of their house, out of their room after 9.30, if if they were literally monsters, not just mentally ill people, yeah. it's a perfect, awesome movie. But that literally destroys my enjoyment of this, the whole last half of this movie. last third of this movie just fucking falls the fuck apart for me completely. The way, I went from loving it to just being like, this needs to end now. I I disagree. Oh. I I recognize the problematic aspects of this yeah. movie. I still really enjoy them. I think that this this trope of like, ew, old people are naked, old people are gross, old people are scary because they have dementia needs to stop. That's a trope in horror movies that we don't need anymore. Yeah, this is not <laughs> commenting on that. It's not subverting that. It's literally just like Yeah. 
what? Yeah. Like, oh my God. But I still loved it. I still love the third act, as you say. I think it's really fun. I think it just goes mental. Scary. Oh, and so, okay, so literally, and then it becomes too cute, too. The way that's all wraps up. So Pop Pop it's, it's is a with... Bit, it's a bit, it's oh a bit of a, too nice of a bow. So we mentioned earlier that Becca can't look in a mirror. She's afraid of mirrors now because of her dad leaving. And Tyler blames himself because he fucked up at a football game. So the way they conquer the monsters is Becca smashes a mirror and stabs her grandmother with a shard of but mirror like glass in the throat. But she's looking in the mirror yeah. first. And then she gets attacked. And it's, so I'm just like, oh yeah, it's a little on the nose. And then fucking Tyler football tackles his grandpa... And like takes him out and starts yelling football yeah. chants. And it would it would be it, that would be enough. It'd be like okay, <laughs> fine. You, but then he starts like disassociating and starts like acting like he's in a fucking football game. And I'm just like, this is stupid. This isn't skit. This is just dumb. Yeah, I thought that was a bit. It's a bit on oh. the nose, like we said. Um, the grandma who who plays the grandma. Nana? Both of them were fixed. Uh, Peter McRobbie was the grandpa and Deanna Dunnigan was the she grandma. They were both was excellent. my favorite part of this movie. She, she's, I could just watch her forever. She's so good. See, if they were aliens or werewolves, think of how much better that would have been. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that, but... <sighs> this, because um, it ruined the movie for me. Like, yeah. it really did. I went from really liking it. And, but, but like, for different reasons. Like, I know that... A big part of how you enjoy horror movies is when things freak you out. Yeah. And there's jumps in this movie that aren't cheap. There's, like, they're decent jump scares. They're not really cheap. And, like, I know that you thought that the way she moved was creepy. I just mm-hmm. thought she looked like an old person crawling around. So it, so the scares literally did less than nothing for me. In fact, most of them actively turned me off. So that wasn't something that I enjoyed. I was enjoying the comedy mm-hmm. and the presentation. And so when, it, when that stuff all went away and, like, all of a sudden, bam, we're in crazy town... I was just out of the movie. I was just like... That's fair. I can see that. But, so for me, I what I really enjoyed about this movie is the rewatchability factor. Because, unlike you, I do like watching horror movies to be scared, to have that suspense build up, and it's like a fun time for me. So I, when I saw this movie in theaters, you know, I didn't know all the scare parts yet, so I'm watching it with suspense, and I'm scared at the scary parts, and it's just so good. And then... When I rewatched it, I knew all the scares. I knew when everything was going to happen, and it just what I it read as a completely different movie. It read as a hundred percent comedy to me. Yeah, it's a really and good comedy. I loved that it could do that. That on my first watch, it's a horror movie. It's scary. On my second watch, it's a comedy. And I thought that I've never experienced a movie like this before. I've never had that experience with movies before. That's why I really wanted you to see yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm glad I did see it. I, I really enjoyed that first two thirds a lot, and it was fun to watch it with you. It was fun. And I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we did this one other rather than old. I think that there was more to talk about with this movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm still just, I'm just still just so disappointed about it because like going, I, yeah, going into the last act, I was like, this is a four star movie, four and a half star, and you know who cares about the rating? But it dropped down to a three, which to me is average because yeah. that last section is just brutal. Oh. I just saw on the other page you had up, Joey, the budget for this movie. I didn't realize it was $5 million for the budget and the box yeah. office was $98.5 million. Yeah. I don't know anything about like budgets or box office stuff. Is that good? It seems good to me. So uh, that is about, like I don't know, $75 million less than most movies cost nowadays. And 
so as, as a return on investment, that was great. They don't make movies for $5 million anymore. And if a movie makes $100 million, it's a colossal failure because it costs like $700 million to make. Yeah, geez. So the movie industry is horribly, horribly broken in that if a movie doesn't make a billion dollars, it's considered a failure because they spent, you know, $900 million to make it. Right. Um, but yeah, so this obviously this is a huge success. Like they would have been... These the horror films are one of the only genres left that are still making smaller movies. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a good thing, but... Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked, but yeah, no, hundred million on a five million dollar budget is obviously excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. But I think I think it's extremely rare that you would see a movie get made for that kind of money now, especially by a big director. By a big director, yeah, very so cool. If we were to look at the 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 movies of Shyamalan, like this came out after he'd had three flops in a row. He made The Happening, which is actually a better movie than people give it credit for. I've heard that. The Last Airbender, which is legitimately a terrible movie. And After Earth, which I saw like 20 minutes of and was just bored out of my god darn mind. And I believe almost everyone else agreed. So this was sort of like him coming back to horror, coming back to the kind of stuff he was made famous for. And for no money. Because I think After Earth, yeah, After Earth, After Earth's budget was $130 million. Now it made $250 million, but it was considered kind of a failure. Which I've is heard nothing crazy, but bad right? things about it. Yeah, it's the one where J- Will Smith and, and his dumb kid are in it. So who cares? And then The Last Airbender, which I believe literally nobody has ever liked. Another one that made $320 million on a $150 million budget, but everyone on Earth hates this movie. Have you watched the three, the movie that's like a trilogy? The, it's um, Split and Glass. Unbreakable, and I've seen Split Unbreakable. and Glass. I have not seen Split and Glass. I would like to because I really like Unbreakable, but I haven't seen Split I and Glass. I don't think... Have we? Did I watch Unbreakable with you, or have I not seen it? You've seen it with me, but you saw it in like two thousand and one. Yeah, so I don't remember anything about the movie. Um, I watched Split. I watched Split and didn't like it, even though I love James McAvoy and I love the girl in it. Um, who's in? I haven't seen it. The girl that you like. Anya Taylor Joy is in it. Yes, I love Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, I'll watch Split, Um, and then I'll watch Glass because I like. uh, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should just watch the whole trilogy. Like, go back, watch yeah. Unbreakable, and I'm it, gonna skip Split and then watch Glass. You should watch Unbreakable. I, I'm curious movie. if you like Split because I have some opinion. I I normally am very positive. I normally like. I think I like most movies I watch. So I know that it was not like. like it. The problem with it is that I know that going into Split is that because nobody knew until the end of the movie that it was a sequel to Unbreakable. Like they didn't say that. That's nobody not the part knew that. that bothered me. No, I know. I'm just saying that. I feel like that would have been so cool if I didn't know that at the time. If I'd seen oh. it at the time and then be like, oh shit, this yeah. is a sequel. Because like, nobody knew that. And then yeah. he did the, the third one, which ties them together completely. Yeah. But I think that would have been really neat if I hadn't known it going in. And I, But also with Split, like I love that premise. I love the Split personality premise. Another problematic uh, thing. Another problematic thing. But yes, I love Yeah, oh, it's a great that. thing for fiction. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agreed. Uh, so yeah, in... The final estimation, you like this movie a lot better than I did, but yeah. but compared to a lot of the movies we've done that you liked a lot better than I did, I have much warmer feelings toward it. Like, I would definitely say, yeah, I like that movie. It was fun. Just turn it off right when the reveal happens because it's all downhill from there, I baby. disagree. Um, but I also like that we chose this one as our first M. Night Shyamalan one that we've it ever done. I mean, I'm a... Like, I love... I think The Sixth Sense is really good. I loved Unbreakable. I didn't like Signs at the time. Maybe I like it now. I think The Village... 
it was his best movie until Knock at the Cabin. And I also am a big fan of Lady in the Water. That is another one that unfairly got shit on, I think. I think Lady in the Water is great. I never saw that one. I've seen a, quite a few of his movies in theaters, which is pretty cool. Um, I've only seen one. I saw Signs in theaters. I saw The Village. Well, I saw, I saw The Village. I saw The Visit in theaters, and I saw Split in theaters. Yeah, I saw... Oh, I've seen two. I've seen Knock at the Cabin in theaters, and oh, I saw yeah. The Village. Who did you go with to that one? I forget. Not that it matters from the pod, but I'm just curious. <laughs> Michael and Shayla. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I really enjoyed Oh, Yeah, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I should rewatch that movie. I'm not going to, but I could. I will say I really enjoyed seeing the boy who plays Ron in Harry Potter. Um, as a bad guy? As, as a white supremacist? He is really good in it. I mean, I know everyone points it out, and I wasn't surprised because I knew he was good, but Batista, Dave Batista, is so good in this movie. Yeah, he's phenomenal, and I've all, but I already knew that. And then, you know, again, the musical theater dork was like, I like Jonathan Groff a lot. I love Jonathan Groff because he's in Mindhunter, and he's so good yes. in Mindhunter. I like Jonathan Groff because he's in. He was the original Broadway King George. Interestingly enough, he was not King George the Third in Hamilton, and when it was in off Broadway in previews, that was Brian Darcy James who left the production when it went to Broadway because he was originating the role of Nick Bottom in Something <laughs> Rotten, which is one of my other favorite shows. Joey, the way your brain works is just. And then, wow. then you were just like, he was the voice of Kristoff in Frozen, and I was like, I've seen Frozen 1 and Frozen 2, but never from start to finish. I've just seen, like, bits and pieces. So I've seen the whole movie. I don't give a flying fuck about Frozen. I like that song, What's About Letting Things Go. That's a good little tune. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. And I think I watched the first episode of Mindhunter and went, I can see this is good, but boy, do I not care about this. I don't want to watch this I loved this it. And then I read the Mindhunter book, and it was so good. He's in the fourth Matrix movie? Dope. I should watch that. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, okay. Well done. The visit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we watched that and um, that you let me turn off old because it, it was a poor, bummer. Poor Joey couldn't handle old. I'm very sensitive. So what is our next pick? We're, hopefully we can do it next month. I think we'll be able to. So um, as you know, I'm a bit of a musical theater geek and have completely rediscovered my, abs like, my favorite thing in the world, musicals. Yes, you have. Musicals. Been all about the musicals again. And specifically... I've been really enjoying the works of Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim wrote a little musical in the 80s called, it might have been 1979, called uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. And you know, they made themselves a little movie of that in 2007, which we saw together in the theaters. I remember seeing it in theaters. Directed by Tim Burton. It was the movie that made me go, you know what? I think I've been grumpy about Tim Burton. Tim Burton's actually not too bad. Uh, but I haven't watched it since then. And I have since then, as well, watched multiple other productions of Sweeney Todd and listened to multiple different soundtrack recordings of it. Very cool. Uh, all of which feature infinitely better singers than Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Did they actually do the singing in they this did. movie? Yes, I have listened to the soundtrack recently. And it's not bad. But it's not as good as some. So we're going to have lots to talk about. But I do remember liking this movie and it is a great uh, play and a great set of songs. So it's going to be fun to watch anyway. So yes. Next week we're watching, or next time we're watching, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, directed by Spooky McSpooker Pants himself, Mr. Tim Burton. <laughs> I don't know, have we ever done a Tim Burton movie on this podcast? I don't think we have. Crazy. I've seen a lot of Tim Burton movies. I've seen 16 of his directed films. I don't know apparently. what we would have done. Like, I just, you you were so hated on him for so long, I just don't think we would have ever yeah, but when I look him. at his filmography now, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think, is pretty bad. 
Beetlejuice is a masterpiece. Corpse Bride, I think, is actually pretty mediocre. Yeah. I wanted to like it more than I do. Me too. Alice in Wonderland is pretty bad. The kids like it. Big Fish at the time I loved. I bet you if I watched it now, I wouldn't like it. But there is a musical version of it. Batman is great. Batman Returns is even greater. Sleepy Hollow. I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it since then. What? I don't remember Sleepy Hollow. Is Johnny yes. Depp in it? Yes, he is. And so is um, Christina Ricci. Remember in, I remember the, the oh, poster. Yeah. I remember hearing an interview with her because they had photoshopped her rack to be like massive in the poster. And she's like, that is not a picture of me in this poster. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, really? Dark Shadows, most people hated it. And I watched it. I only gave it two stars. But I remember watching it and liking it. It's a kid's movie. No, it's not. It's Dark Shadows is based on a soap opera from the 70s. Oh. Yeah. I just assumed it was a kid's. It I looks know. like a kid's movie. Mars Attacks, I have since rewatched in the last few years, and I like it's a, a near perfect movie. It's phenomenal. It's a very big one in oh, the horror community. It's so good, Nicole. I actually didn't know Tim Burton directed it's it. It's so good. Frank and Weenie, I love. Frank and Weenie's fine. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. Ed Wood is a five star masterpiece. Ooh, I love Ed Wood. I also forgot that Tim Burton directed Ed yeah. Wood. Planet of the Apes is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay, I liked it, yeah, but I'm... But I love you, anyway. Fuck <laughs> off. He did Dumbo? He did the live-action Dumbo recently that I didn't see. He, you love Pee-wee. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a brilliant movie. And then I've also seen an episode of Fairytale Theater when I was a kid that he directed about Aladdin. I don't remember anything about it other than my mom had all the episodes on VHS, and I saw this one, and apparently he directed it. So, mm. so yeah, it'll be fun to go back... Now, you may have noticed I didn't mention Edward Scissorhands. I've seen Edward Scissorhands. I know I've seen Edward Scissorhands, but I don't know when, so I haven't ever logged it because it's been it's been so long that who knows. Yeah. I, honestly, in my mind, I don't like it, but I don't remember why. I've, I have probably have not seen it since high school. I don't really remember yeah. it either. So one of these days I'll watch it. Apparently they're going to make Beetlejuice 2 next year. We'll yeah. see. There's a musical version of Beetlejuice as well. I'm kind of like... Not sour, just like bored of all the remakes and sequels. And I'm not saying that they should make a sequel to Beetlejuice. No, I know. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying I'm like are. I don't care about it. I'm bored by there was, these. Now there have been t- there's been talk of a Beetlejuice sequel since like a year after Beetlejuice one came out. In fact, there's actually a script somewhere that you can read called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian that was written that was going to be the sequel to Beetlejuice in like 1980 something, like 89 or 90 or something like that. And the title is funny because that's the second Gidget movie. It's called Gidget Goes Hawaiian. We may have done Beetlejuice on our... We did Beetlejuice on our podcast because I had never seen it. And you couldn't believe I hadn't seen it. It must have been an old episode. I believe so. Do you want to just check really quick? Because I I think we have done Beetlejuice. Yep, episode 77. You were right. I wonder when that was. It was in 2018. Yeah. What a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just remembered because everyone who I've t- ever talked to is like, <laughs> like you've what? never seen Beetlejuice, Nicole? Yeah. Well, because I, in my head, I can remember watching it with you, but I'm probably just conflating it with something else. Anyway, we've mm-hmm. rambled on long enough. We have. And next time we're going to talk about Sweeney Todd, the demon bubble of Fleet Street. I'm It'll be excited. mostly just Joy re-singing everything at, at everybody. So look forward to that. <laughs> and until that time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. <laughs> I've never leaned in for a kiss on the kissy kissy. I thought I would do it, but it made you have a uh, It sounded like a, a smoker, you know. So when I get older, losing my head, many years from now. If I'd been out till quarter to three, would you?